right, welcome everyone. This is another episode of That Record Got Me High. I'm your host, Rob Elba. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. And just to so everyone knows, I still cannot figure out the East Coast, West Coast, and in-between time <laughs> thing. I left my poor guest waiting for a while because I woke up an hour late. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, there's so many things, but... Uh, I'm very excited for my guest and for what we're talking about today. So without further ado, we got singer, guitarist for the Milwaukee band Work, uh, but his latest project is Resurrectionists, uh, whose latest release, Now That We're All Ghosts, is now out on Seismic Wave Entertainment. I got all that right, right, Joe? You did. You even said the name of the band right. Everybody adds a the. There's no the in it. No, no, yeah, right. Resurrectionists, (laughs) uh, I'd like to welcome to the show, Joe Cannon. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you. All right. And Joe, before I get to anything else, I will say I downloaded the um, record that we're going to talk about uh, today, but then I got Resurrectionist's latest release, Now That We're All Ghosts. Uh, I downloaded that, and I've been listening to that the last couple of days, and man, that is great. It is so good. Thank you. You get sick and die, and I will be alone by myself. Take wings and fly And I Will be left on a shelf I am not blowing smoke up your ass Because you know the thing is I have a guest on And I don't know you know what their latest thing I don't know if it's going to be good (laughs) But you know of course To be polite I have to get it And listen to it But just so you know If if I didn't dig it I just wouldn't say much of anything But uh, it's uh, shockingly good i'm always shocked joe i don't know are you the same way because there's there's so many there's so much music now and there's so many bands and there's so many people putting things out that you get that you get jaded right i i don't know jaded as much i get overwhelmed it's just like it it is overwhelming it's right right so much attention to give and everybody wants all of your attention all the time right yeah yeah it's true and there is but the thing is there still is a lot of good stuff out there but you can't hear right. like you said yeah it, it's overwhelming because you can't hear right it it's it's you're not it's really it's much harder to find it not because it's not available but because it and everything else in the universe is always available <laughs> right right yeah it, it, exactly but still it's I, I'm, I'm always a thousand things a day yeah 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 but i'm always impressed and, and heartened by people and, and a lot of people that listen to the show that still will seek out new stuff and and you know love to find uh discover new things and that's great you know yeah most of my most of my new music comes from bands that we play with. Right, 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 right. Which, yeah, Joe, real quick, the reason we're doing an early show because you're le- are you leaving uh, today for uh, no tomorrow? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Today's Wednesday. Okay, so tomorrow you're leaving for a little run with uh, this I, is with Resurrectionists, right? No, no, it's actually with another band that I play with in Milwaukee called Delicious Monsters. Christ. All right. So you are a yeah, Jewish monsters. Man. I, uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm the guitarist, I, like resurrectionists. I'm the songwriter and the singer and the guitarist and the banjo player. Whereas in delicious monsters, I just play guitar. Ah, okay. Okay. Kind of a wiry punk sort of thing. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's, that's great. That's awesome. Just, just real quick. I'm just curious. You play ban- I, I think it's interesting. You're a guitar player, but you do a lot of banjo and there's a lot of banjo on this, uh, on this release. Do you use a banjo with a mic or do you actually have a, a pickup installed in your banjo? Um, I tried a bunch of things and I ended up getting, I ended up getting one of those, um, uh, pickups that replaced the bridge. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's like a little, you know, it's like a little wood bridge for the, for the banjo rests on the top of the drum head but it's got a piezo in it oh, okay nice nice i actually like when we play live i just unplug the guitar plug the banjo into the amp, into a single amp right drives right. Sound, drives sound people nuts because the because the guitar and the banjo have very different like volumes oh yeah different <laughs> volumes different to- it's a totally different thing of course right but what what else is the job of a uh of an uh, especially an indie band member than to drive the sound man nuts that's your it's kind of your job <laughs> exactly it's like seeing <laughs> 
Right. We're doing we're doing the work. You're doing God's work. Uh, all right. So, Joe, what is uh, what's the album and what's the band album that you brought that we're going to talk about? Uh, it's by the X, the uh, the Dutch punk band, um, and the album is Mudbird Shivers from 1995. Right. And uh, now it's funny. Speaking of being overwhelmed, the, the X is a band that I've heard about since the '90s. I know uh, my uh, former uh, my former bandmate, the late uh, great Dan Hosker, loved them. But they're uh, also a, a, a daunting band if you want to just dive into them because there's so much uh, that, that they put out. They've been, out. been around since the late '70s, right? Yeah, yeah. They've been edited since 1979. I think their first release came out in engagement with uh like the Dun- dutch jazz and improvised scene so like you know they they will play shows with like there's that group called x orchest which is x songs played with this bizarre orchestra composed of some of the best musicians in in, in the netherlands oh wow Yeah. Seen them on stage. I've seen them on stage with like Han Benink, and it's just it, it's it's wild. Yeah, it's it's great. So yeah, for the, anyone who doesn't know, they're basically a Dutch. So if you could you could call them anything—a punk experimental right. band, right? Uh, folk, anything from the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, as Joe said, formed nineteen seventy-nine. So, but this album. So I'm assuming you're a fan. So you didn't necessarily pick. Oh, would you say this is their best album? You just picked. A, a, an album that you that that really connected with with you i'm assuming i picked it because it's one that's often overlooked because it comes between two eras of theirs that got a lot more of it a lot more attention so they did two albums in like 93 and 94 i believe that were collaborations with the um experimental cellist named tom cora years ago 15 years ago something like that um but so they did two albums with him which were actually the first things of theirs that i really spent time with and then pretty much immediately after mudbird shivers is when they started putting out records on touch and go oh right so, right, right you know so those the touch and go records had a higher profile because it was touch and go and then the albums prior to Mudbird Shivers had a bit more higher profile because it's this collaboration with this cello player and so there's this, you know, so Mudbird Shivers kind of like gets lost in this transition between their collaboration with Tom Cora and them putting out records on Touch and Go which, um, which you know, got, which had a higher profile. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so so it's it, that's why I picked this one. Right. And so how long have, have you been a fan of them? Do, do you remember the, the first time you heard them? Uh, I had heard them a few times in the early 90s. So um, I was in I, I did college radio in the early 90s. Um, and I remember seeing there's things in the stacks and sort of kind of listening, but not really getting it. Um, and then I was in a record store in Chicago. I think it was a reckless maybe the reckless on Broadway. 
in like 94, 95 or something like that. And the they were playing scrabbling at the at the lock over the uh over their sound system. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? And <laughs> I, I bought it <laughs> from them while they were playing it. And they oh, were like, well, oh, nice. can we just playing it while you're uh, like browsing the store? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Scrabbling at the Lock was the first of the two records they did uh, collaborating with Tom Cora. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah, and it, it's like, it, I remember I was turned on by like one of their best known songs because they also recorded it with the Exorcast project um called state of shock right so it's been like 94 95 was when i like got it yep yep and and this was the early 90s when uh yeah people uh like i said my my good friend dan hosker uh said oh man you have to hear this band and, and yeah and he played me some of it and it's like oh my god yeah that's great and i love you know sometimes you get these bands that come from you know a totally different part of the world and they just right. they they just you could tell they have their own thing they're just doing their own thing whatever the fuck they want to do and it's so <laughs> yes refreshing because it's like because i don't know if you were to describe it's really hard but you could you could throw out touchstones you could say captain beefart you could say sonic youth yeah mission of burma i hear definitely a lot yeah, mission of burma, a bit of that. the fall um, but i mean you could go on and on yeah yeah definitely and um i mean and a lot of it is um a lot of it is the weird sense of communication between the 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 musicians and the fact that like they're these sort of like self-taught musicians who are kind of like the apotheosis of self-taught musicians where it's like they didn't just self-teach they invented techniques right 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 <laughs> because yeah this some of the uh, guitar stuff uh that he's doing um that uh, terry so i guess there's terry there's, uh, there's terry and andy who are i believe founding members of the band okay right right only first names terry and andy yeah and and so and so their interactions with one another are just out of this world. The ways that they play, the sounds that they make. I was fortunate enough to um, be living in Chicago during their like touch and go era, which meant that they were like playing shows in Chicago. I don't know. I must have seen them like five or six times. Oh, wow. Several years. Um, yeah. And and. and and so and seeing them in many different contexts right like seeing them just doing like they're like you might call it a rock band set um all the way to you know i saw them at the millennium park doing a, with their collaboration with the kenyan saxophone player get uh, uh, mercuria oh nice um, yeah so and and you know so like seeing their complete sonic range from just like I don't know, apocalyptic howls to these really quiet jazz and folk in inflected pieces. Uh, yeah, there's something else. Right, right, right. And uh, all right. So tell me before we get into it. So tell me a little about this guy, Hans uh, Boers, because he's on I don't this. know much about him. He all I know is that he was doing sort of uh, like co-lead vocal duties with who the the fellow who at the time was their vocalist. Um, he was like, believe he was close to a founding member. I think he came in on like the second record, but he was with them. GW sock. He was with them through until like, it's like, I want to say recently, but it's like 10, 12 years ago now oh, okay. um, <laughs> because they have a, they've had a different singer. Like he bowed out after, you know, Oh, only playing with them for 35 years or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a different, they have a different singer now. But uh, this record, it features this Han Boer fellow who I actually don't know very much about. Right, right. But but uh, but it's great because he d does a lot of dual vocals with GW Suck and he has a very uh, distinctive voice himself. And it's just, right. I mean, the, the one thing I appreciated, uh, which I, I've said this before, I, I really like, um, you know, music that's out there on the edge and you could tell it's different, but I also need a little bit of context. Like, I don't know, it's uh, straight on noise, you know, Ben, sometimes I can appreciate it, but it's not something I ne necessarily right. want to listen to. But yeah. this 
isn't that this there's plenty of stuff you could grab onto uh right. that that's great but it also you could hear how they're you know just uh you know bursting at the seams and and it's very like you said the, the way they play off each other the base we didn't mention the bass player luke which a lot of times i can't even tell like is that a bass is that a guitar? You know, it's sometimes hard to tell. Well, yeah, because the, the, right, because all of the all of the all of the instruments are like have this elemental sound about them, and you know, and that yeah, and 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 sometimes this like the descending the low descending note is a guitar while another guitar is being played with a wire brush or something. Right, you know, right, like, right, right. Like the scraping, shrieking sound up top, and you know that that sort of. Yeah, it, it's 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 difficult to follow. I mean, watching them do it live uh, was was always exceptional. Like I remember seeing them play live once, where it got to the point where like the three the three musician like the three stringed instrument players were like in a little circle looking at each other, and like one would jump into the middle of the circle and do something, and then jump back out. Oh, almost like a, a breakdance you know, so battle like, or something. <laughs> yeah, so they would just they, they would like the the it was it was always difficult to tell like what was improvised and what wasn't. Right. Um, because right. they're because they're so because they're so in each other's heads. And they're all extremely skilled improvisers who like, you know, like Andy and Terry do solo guitar improvisation work and they and they play with with jazz and improvised music people, you know, so they're sort of like they're in that world as well and and well respected there. So, you know, that the, and then they bring all of that into the 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 band context. And we haven't even talked about Cat, their drummer yet. Oh, that's who's right. Also, who's also the the you know when you hear the female voice on Mudberg Shivers, that's her. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, I remember seeing and that like the if you want what is, it was it only if you want three that song where it's I've seen when I've seen them play that one live, it's she comes out from behind the drum set and she's got like what looked like pie tins that like chick 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 sound. Right, right, right. With like scraping these pie tins together while she's singing the song, and so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's great. Some of the uh, instruments that are credited on here, you know, you got mouth harp, you got uh, a pan lids, grater, you know. So you got other. <laughs> the pan lids must be the must be the chicka chick uh, 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 sound in in that in that song. Right, right, right. Um, but it's really great. And just real quick before we listen, uh, for anyone that's interested, uh, once again, we got a band. This release is not on Spotify, but you can go to Bandcamp and get the album, which I did, and I downloaded it. And you can go to the X on Bandcamp and and see a, a lot of their releases. That uh, reasonable, very reasonable. You could download them, which I did, and uh, it, it's great. So I'm always happy to see that when bands have that available. What's the disc? Some some bands do like a discography deal on Bandcamp. I wonder if the X does that. You oh, get like, I, yeah, I didn't even notice that they did. But there's get like forty records in the mail or something. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, it's it's great. Like I said, it's great. I always seek that out. That's the first thing I'll check because if a band has something, you know, I, uh, that's what I recommend. You know, that uh, that's your first try to get a band stuff because hopefully that's how they get the most, you know, from right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's uh, let's start listening to it. The first track. Let's listen to a little bit of Thunderstruck Blue.
So fasten your seatbelts. Here is the news. Just come and get it. The Thunderstruck Blues. So yeah, really great opener. It's just you could hear them. Yeah, a, a lot of it I was wondering because you can tell a lot of it does sound improvisational where they're sort of just playing together and playing off each other. But there are right. the, the, the lyrics all over this thing is really great. Are really great. Oh, too. yeah. The lyrics are exceptional. I mean, and the thing I love about the, like you, you heard a sort of thing there where there, so you've got these you've got these recurring elements, these repetitive elements. You've got the chaos of like the guitar, like that probably improvised guitar, like, you know, shrieking and wailing off in the, you know, like in the right side. Or right, something. right, right. And then and then it coalesces into that like single note line, you know, bam, 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 that, you know, like grounds you again. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, right, it's, right. It's it's the 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 way improvised improvised elements and composed elements smash together, and how the composed elements are oftentimes these very like wonderful melodies and 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 chordal ideas that you know inspiring and intimidating. Oh as, right, as right. It's inspiring and intimidating. Well, that's I'm, all right. So that, that was the thing. Going, how the hell are they doing that? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I was going to ask you. You're. I, I don't know. I, how old you are but i'm sure um, i'm i'm assuming uh that you've been doing this a while and a little bit. did you uh, aside from discovering them and like loving them and loving what they're doing do you feel like you were influenced by their approach a- at all and it's affected your music moving forward yes i mean definitely like sonic ideas and things like that i don't i i'm the 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 bit the the bridge i rarely cross in like in like performance and recording is going uh, that hard into improvised. Right. Right. Or I don't, I, it's, it's the kind of thing where I just like, I never, it, you know, I get the imposter syndrome real bad when it comes to improvised music, especially uh, seeing a lot of really bad improvised music. Right. Cause I was living in Chicago during the kind of era where, like there was a there was a big jazz and improvised scene and the X was playing. And so like I'd see like transcendently amazing stuff. And then I'd see stuff that bored me to tears. Right. Right. Some of the stuff that bored me to tears was like famous people. Yep. Doing, you know, like and, you know, uh, playing, playing like kind of playing outside of their wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. I'm sure all of us. Yeah. Any, all, most of us have seen Thurston Moore do do a set where you're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Not even mention the name, but that's who I was thinking of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but uh, it's fair. You know, that's uh, fair. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to mention the name, and there you go. I'll you know, so him, like, I'll you know, yeah. So it's it's, it's it's an example of somebody who, you know, when they do when they don the improvised musician hat, it just seems kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. But but you know, but then like a lot of what was going on in Sonic Youth was probably you know like semi improvised. It's just that in in you know, in the compelling structures of a Sonic Youth song, it works. But if it's just a guy sitting on a stage with a guitar, mm. and then but then you know, so what's the difference between somebody? who can compel you in that context and someone who can't. Right. Right. You know? And so it's like, I like listening to one of the, one of the ex's guitarists do a similar kind of thing. I, I would be, you know, compelled because, and and so it's like, but the thing for me is like, I don't know the difference. (laughs) I can improvise within, I can improvise in the context of, you know, a song that I've written, you know, like playing a solo or playing or, or doing little dickery things in between the chords, you know, and it's like never exactly the same. And that's a way that I play. And a lot of people I know don't play that way. It's like, they got to write the thing. If they don't write, play it. I can like branch out and do all sorts of weird stuff, but it's got to be within a song. It's got to be within a certain framework, right? For you, you got to have something to latch onto and expand from, which it is very, I'm always very, especially when it's done well, like something I'm, I'm so impressed by people that can do it, that can sort of just get wing it. And then especially, but usually it's a group of people that are so used to playing together with, with each other right. that they could pull it off. And it, and it, like you said, it makes it uh, compelling and not just people right. just making right. a random noise. Um, but it is, yeah, it, it is very brave. And, uh, so you had mentioned folk and throughout this, it's funny. It's not, obviously it's not right. obviously apparent, but the, when you listen to this, there are elements of that right. throughout this record. And I'm sure throughout the, right. Well, of the, one of the weirdest like segues in the record 
is they go from one of like the loudest, most chaotic songs on the record, Embarrassment, into a faithful rendition of a, of an American like traditional folk song, House Carpenter. Right, right. Which I I hadn't realized. I I, I oh, had heard like it before. millions heard of versions of, versions of House Carpenter. It's called different names. It's got like fifteen different names. Right, it's right. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't even. I can't remember if it's one where they know the writer or if it's just like a traditional song that's been like in the, you know, folk song book since the beginning of time. Right, right. But it's but yeah, they they do a great job on it. And I I did like I said, I heard element uh, elements in this next one only if you want three, especially towards the end where. Uh, uh, where Han and uh, GW suck sort of use their voices mm-hmm. as instruments themselves. Uh, and, and it's really cool and effective. I'll, I'll play a clip of it now, but then I'll play some of that also. But let's listen to a little bit of Only If You Want. Three. 1916 was 19 then. This revolution will dance again. And now he's a king So great. And yeah, I, I really, it's hard to put it into words, but I, it's definitely a post-punk uh, with those uh, guitars, the way the guitars sound. But it but it also hits like folk music in a way, I feel like, especially what they're doing. Yes, with, I, I agree. I mean, and, the, the, and like pretty much every album of theirs will have some like excursion into into like a traditional song or a folk song. Um, and oftentimes from around the world, like they'll play African folk songs and things like that. You know, so, I mean, because they have oh, okay. such, I mean, this is one of those other things about them is that, like, over the course of decades, they've had such deep engagements with other musicians, you know, and it's sort of like, you know, it sort of dovetails with what you might call their political project, which is a sort of, like, you know, anarchy adjacent right. kind of kind of thing where, you know, they're, they're bringing attention to, like, you know, like post-colonial uh cultures and things like that and you know collaborating yeah yeah and that's great and uh yeah i was wondering when that was going to come in because there is i I should mention if you get the release on bandcamp you get the which i guess was comes with the record it's sort of like this newsletter it almost looks like which is the lyric sheet but it's written like the lyrics are little like articles I, I, i bought it on cd like ages ago and i haven't uh I don't, I don't, I haven't seen the, I haven't seen the, I think there was a reissue of it. So there might be, I think they might've reissued in like 2009 or something. There might, there might be like, there might be a paraphernalia that I haven't uh, seen. Right, right. <laughs> but it's cool. It's just cool the way it's done and the way and the way the lyrics are written. Like I said, they're, uh, they're written out like it's a, like it's an article or something. It's it's interesting reading. You realize, oh yeah, these guys, uh, they they have things <laughs> yeah. to say and uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. All right, so this next one, uh, once again, I mentioned uh, Captain Beefheart, and the comparison to B- Burr's vocals, you just can't ignore them because they're there. They, they, they're, they're just there. They have. I don't know if he was directly inspired by it or it's just they happen to just sound the same. But, uh, but it's also again, it feels like it's not just thrown off. Like there's a very uh, singular sense of intent to what he's singing you know he's not just even though it could sound like he's just throwing out random shit he obviously isn't but let's just do a little bit of Rhett Roper
Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, I just love how they got that that bass of the uh, that uh, tribal sounding percussion, and you got the bass, and then you just have it. Yeah. It sort of just builds, you know, with the you you hear the uh, guitarist just sort of being very restrained, you know. And, the, and when the guitars just... are interacting with another one another quietly, it's part of my favorite because you know, yes. it's, you know, like you know, if they were just hit it like slightly harder, it would like jump out at you and sometimes I do that where you get like this deceptively yeah. <laughs> quiet guitar line that just suddenly becomes like universe sized yes right 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 yeah like and, and this next one embarrassment um this uh, often I'm, I'm sure you've noticed this because you're a fan and you mentioned cat the drummer oftentimes the uh, uh, guitars will come in and they're very and, and they'll sort of lead you another way where you think uh it's gonna the rhythm's gonna be different and then when cat comes in it, it's completely different than what right. i was thinking it was gonna i don't be. know and if i have ever cool. heard her play like you know a typical like four on the floor rock, or four, even four like beat. or even yeah. like you know the typical <laughs> punk two beat it's like always this kind of it's right, always right, right, this right. sort of <laughs> <laughs> looping uh, 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 uh like they're, they're they're they like they read like equations sometimes yeah yeah well it's like a deconstructed right. uh, drumming a lot of times but 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 done r- really well where right. still I mean, and there's a, I mean sometimes song. it's almost like she knows what you want her to do and she's refusing to do it Yes, exactly. That's that's exactly what I got from this one. But it's still, but it's awesome. But it did not go where I thought it was going to go. But let's listen to a little bit of embarrassment. Man, talk about getting yeah, hit over yeah. the head by a song. But, I mean, could you imagine <laughs> you know? that, like, guitar line with a traditional drum beat? Tradition, like a traditional drum right, beat would just, right. it, like, you yeah. know, a typical drum beat would just like smash over that and not leave this space where that thing can just like tear at you every time. Exactly. That's what. It, yeah, that's what I was uh, talking about. Because ninety, you know, ninety nine percent of the drummers we could think of would come in, and it, it could be great. But yeah, would come in. You could almost hear what they would do. And you're right. That's uh, that was the perfect description. She's she she knows what she wanted right. to do, and she's not going to do it. Yeah, that's great. And I, I that's something I appreciate. Uh, bands when I hear bands like this, I appreciate how brave they are doing what they do because I that, that's something I've always str- struggled with uh, playing you know playing music and recording. It, it, some sometimes it takes uh, bravery to go against maybe what your instincts right. or what you think people want to hear and just do right. what right. you want right. to do you know. But that's usually the really great uh, stuff, really uh, the really great music. And uh, all right, so House Carpenter, this is what we were talking about, uh, a traditional. It's been called the House Carpenter, also known as the uh, Demon Lover. I think um, uh, Dylan did uh, a mm-hmm. version of it, right? The Demon Lover. There's a story about a ghost come back from out in the sea, come to take his bride away from the House Carpenter. Well, met well, met my old true love. Well, met well, met crouch. 
I've just returned from the salt, salt sea, and it's all for the love of thee. A warning for a married woman and the distressed ship carpenter. Uh, so, yeah, dating from the, I, it says dating from the mid 17th century. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's one of these things where they don't know right, who right, actually yeah. <laughs> first wrote it. One of these things that right. was just always there, exactly. always there, always around. Um, yeah, it's really cool, though. Let's listen to a little bit of House Carpenter. Well met, well met, said an old true love. Well met, well met, said he. I'm just returning from the salt, salt sea, and it's all for the love of thee. Come in, come in, my old true love, and have a seat with me. It's been three fourths of a long, long year since together we have been. Well, I can come in and I can sit down. For I haven't got a moment's time They say you're married to a house carpenter And your heart will never be mine Now as I could have married a king's daughter dear I'm sure she'd have married me Yeah, it's great. And as you said, what's also great about it is that how it comes, how where it is on the record, how it comes after embarrassment and it just takes you down to this very uh, traditional, in a way, cover of the song. Yeah, yeah. I I love that uh, the way that the way the electric guitar is played as the as the back. I mean, I could go on and on about the sounds that. Yeah. <laughs> not uh, flashy, not overplaying, but just, uh, but just really, uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting. Um, yeah. There's so much interesting things going on on this, but you could tell it's just very well thought out. You know, like we said before, you could tell these people have been playing with each other and they have their own sort of their yeah. own musical world. And it's, it's really yes. great when you hear things like that. It's inspiring. It's very inspiring. And uh, <laughs> we have, uh, all right, so I feel this next one, Nuisance, I feel, uh, you know, it's funny, you do something like this, we said this what came out in uh, 95, right? But you you know, you listen to stuff and you say, God, that sounds like it could come out today, because Nuisance, because he says when, I don't want to hear the news today, not the good things, not the bad things, I just don't want to hear it. Right, right, you know, right, tell right. me about it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Let's listen to a little bit of Nuisance. Just, I want to talk a little about that guitar sound because you know, Joe. One thing I noticed: there's not a lot of studio trickery on this or studio stuff. A, a lot of the sounds are coming from yes. how they're and I've playing seen them their do this live, and those sounds are what happen on the stage as I'm, you know, staring puzzledly at them, wondering how they make the guitar sound like that. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, is he, because I, I was confused, is he using a slide or is it just, a, does he have like a whammy that he's sort of Probably a combination or, of the I, I two. Know, I, I don't remember, I don't know if I've seen this one live, but I they they do, I've seen them do things like, like get a rhythmic sound out of the guitar by playing it with a wire brush, you know, and, uh, it, right, and right, all, okay. you know, it's, and a lot of it is also just handwork, you know, like the addressing the instrument. I mean, that's one of, that's one of the things that right, I, right, I, right. I've taken away from them for my own playing is that uh, it's made, <laughs> it's made me a more physically violent guitar player. Um, <laughs> or it's like, yeah, right. Beat the thing. Um, uh, but right. Yeah, so, and I get it because I'm not I've I'm I've never been a kind of guitarist that uh, uh that I, I don't use a lot of effects. Not not for like ideological right. reasons, okay. just okay. that I it it's never been it's never been something I've been able to wrap my head around in ways that I can do interesting things with it. Because you know, I play with a lot of people and I right. and I've right. seen right. a bunch right. of bands where like people will come with like, you know, a pedal board the size of a small car and amazing things with it. It's just oh, yeah. not the way I'm able to play. And so Something like what the X does yeah, is much yeah, more yeah. in my wheelhouse, where it's like ways of making the instrument sound odd just by the way you play it. Right. Now, how did you, I'm assuming you you were a guitar player first and, and you you do a, a lot of banjo. Like, how did you graduate from uh, that to banjo? I was interested in it. Um, I, was, I was playing with a, I was playing with a band in Chicago around like 2003-ish. Um, named the Afflictions was like a garage punk band, and our our, our singer worked at Specimen, the uh, the the luthier there, and uh, a banjo came in that they didn't want a lot of money for, and so he was like, "Hey Joe, here's his banjo," and I was like, "I'll be there in ten minutes." So banjo I still play. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I've, I've acquired a few in the years since, but I've never liked them as much as this weird little K banjo I got for 300 bucks in two, 2004. Right, right. Yeah, that that's cool. Uh, we have a, a patron of the show. He's been a guest, Russell Mofsky, uh, down in Miami. He's got a Gold Dust Lounge, but he sort of became enamored with a banjo and i think he still is and yeah sort of the same thing he, and i remember it was funny when you were talking about he was the same thing trying to figure out yeah. how to amplify you know yeah. he tried all these different yeah things I, 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 get, the, like, the first band that, that i really played banjo in was a band called early risers which is also based in chicago and uh it was a, a strange band because it was uh, i had like members of the afflictions in it i had members of another band i played with in chicago called check engine in it and then, uh, and then we had the the rhythm section of an Iowa City hardcore band. So, yeah, uh, and Ten oh, Grand nice. that used to be called Bite of Blue. <laughs> um, so Bob and Zach from Ten Grand are playing, you know. And so, like the banjo, it, it, like the, the joke about the band was that like it would always begin with banjo, which would then promptly disappear when all the other started playing. Right. <laughs> It's a little bit, I mean, Resurrectionists is a little bit more geared to like, you know, keep you actually hearing the banjo, but uh, yeah, but there's, there's still a little right. bit of that. It was just like, there are points in our songs where they're like, Joe, nobody can hear you. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 just, just, just do what it's you do. Do what you aesthetic do. Aesthetic thing though. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> Don't hear me That's later. great. <laughs> So how much do you, uh, now I know you said this, uh, you had this on CD, how much, because there's so much going on musically interesting, how much uh, of the lyrics are you paying attention to on this? Because mm -hmm. this next one, former reporter, is yeah. kind of a continuation, like the saga yes. of yes. Uh, Rhett yes. Roper, yes. the guy yes, who comes again definitely. in this one, I'm right? I'm a ditchy person, I live in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So are you, is that something you're also, uh, you know, uh, paying attention to I, I more? Pay, or you just I, sort of I, taking I it all pay attention to it. I don't study it. Right. Cause oh, yeah. I feel like oh, someone yeah. could oh, yeah. study this yeah. now yeah. really yeah. and get yeah. deep into it. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but uh, this is too little bit of former reporter. A red robot followed himself as a beastie person. I hardly ever got hold of a clear second. I know my feet I'm down. A
You know, it's so funny. I swear, I've been listening to this all week, but still right now, listening to it with my headphones on, I hear things that I I didn't pick up on before that the guitar is doing Mm -hmm, in the background. mm -hmm, It's just awesome. That's why I, I'm, I was real excited that we're doing uh, something like this because obviously, I mean, uh, the, the people we know, the crowd we're in, a lot of people know about the X, right. but still there's a lot of people that don't. And I know specifically, I'm thinking of people like, oh, I wonder if he knows right. about this because he would right. love this right. band. Right. You know, yeah, thinking. no, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the, um, the split in Resurrectionists between, uh, like one of the other members and I are like music nerds. And two of the other members are like music listeners, musicians, but they're not like diving deep into this stuff. And so there's this there, there's there's always this right. sort of running joke is just like, well, they're John and Joe go talking about something none of us have ever heard of. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> well, that's what this show is all about, Joe. So you, you're in a, a right. safe space here. <laughs> Let your nerd nerd flag fly. Uh, all right, so uh, we have this next uh, song here again. Folk, you know, like I said, uh, the mm-hmm. folk is always there in the background, no matter how uh, you know post punk noisy it is. And I feel like it is just in the in in the themes of some of these. Uh, so let's do a little bit of sure thing. So I guess Joe, reading, I'm, I'm reading their little insert thing now, and I guess uh, the, the lyrics in this originally based on "Wir Bassen ein Nürstadt" by uh, B. Shot. Mm-hmm. So it's based on something they, where they lifted uh, the lyrics and sort of adapted it into gotcha. the piece. Yeah, I like, I like how, I like how the, the, <laughs> with that song, I like how patient that intro is. You know, they let it, they yes, let it, they yes, let it yes. go for a bit before before anything else comes in yep. i like i like that a lot about them where they can be like they can be like you know impatient very quick things happening and then they can like have the slow burn kind of churning quiet churn that goes on for like a solid minute and a half before anything else happens Right. And it just makes uh, that's what makes I mean, it's it's so hard in a way, you know, it's funny. Well, what do we do here? We talk about music and try and describe it. And it's so hard because it's a, a visceral, such a visceral thing. But it's so true, because if it was all the other thing and it, it wasn't patient, it just wouldn't be as it would be, you know, it, it, you would get tired of listening to it. It wouldn't be as interesting. But that's the that's the magic, especially of, of bands like this. The fact that they can be patient and, you know, and wait and, and let things right. sort of simmer and, you know. It's a real art to it, but not everyone gets it uh, gets it right. All right, so things most people think. This is really I, yeah, I like. Just yeah. the lyrics in this are are really clever and uh, very. You know, another thing I I appreciate about the X is you could you could play this with someone and you could say tell them this band's from anywhere and they would believe you. There's no you know there's not way they could pick out oh these guys are from the Netherlands right, or right. wherever you know. And it's very uh, there's universal uh, things going on here, and this is just this is this is really funny. <laughs> things most people think. <laughs> Hello, 
bank. are so uh, oppression for what's going on right now he says you may go and try and set the white house on fire as long as you think things that most people think liberty may you live in an interesting time have a ball with the bread and the wine as long as you think what most people think yeah <laughs> that's yeah. so great <laughs> you get dressed up in purple and pink <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> As long as you think what most people think. Uh, and yeah, and that's great. You know, that's the the thing. I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, that's why most of us that listen to a certain, you know, music and, and that uh, wanted to go, you know, outside of what we, we were hearing on the radio and stuff was right. for for this, because we just wanted we, we didn't want to think what, <laughs> yeah. what most people think. You know, we, we wanted to hear other things and just hear things that right. would uh, surprise us and, you know, right. uh, confuse us sometimes. But, yeah, that's uh, that's the beauty of all this shit. All right. This next one, Audible, Audible mm-hmm. Bacillus. I'm I, I'm not sure what it's about, what's going on here, but it's really cool. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of it. I didn't try and dig more into this Han Burr's guy because yeah. he's really great on this, and it's just kind of it's you know, interesting. It's kind of interesting that we, as you said, he sort of appeared for. A yeah, while I looked him up a little bit, just... and he doesn't have a lot of like projects that he's fronted. He just kind of seems to float around and be on other people's stuff. I, and that was from a, that was from like digging okay, into okay. it just a little bit today. The the right the other thing I just noticed that he, that the, the the vocals on that one reminded me a little bit of a. Uh, some of like uh, Nils Fredkall's stuff. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum, Fawn Fables. He's another one that they're very interesting vocalist. Oh wow! Okay, I could hear. I could almost hear the other two yeah, guys. Yeah, there, the there, there he goes. Oh god, there he goes. goes <laughs> well, we've played with Fawn Fables before, so at least they know who he is. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good, good. Well, I mean, from the sound of it, you play with a lot of different people, and you got a lot of uh, irons in the fire, all of these different projects, which is great. I always respect people because it's so hard. It's it's hard to play yeah. in just one band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some would say you're a, a, a glutton for punishment, you know, playing with this many people. But I mean, obviously, it's it's what you enjoy, right? Yeah, it is <laughs> good. 
because you're yeah because you're you're obviously in it uh now are, are you ba- are you based in chicago now or are you still no, in i'm, uh, I'm milwaukee no oh, you are in milwaukee in, okay I, I lived in chicago uh in like the late 90s and and first half of the 2000s okay and now and so and the x were on like you said they were on a touch and go for a while so that's why how you probably yeah and so it was so like i was living in yeah they Albums in like 96 through early 2000s they were putting out on Touch and Go. And like this, I was living in Chicago during that time. And like they were playing in Chicago pretty frequently for a band that's European, Europe based. So it was like they were actually getting to Chicago and playing multiple times a year for a couple of years there, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would I, I'm really sorry I never got to see them play just because I'm sure it was uh, it was amazing and different, probably different every time you saw them. Very much so. Yeah, they, they do not play the same show more than once. Right, it seems. right, right. Which is great. All right. So we get the final track on this. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Hunt Hat. A bleep turtle lives. It lives And um, a low monkey lives It lives And yes, true tiger hunts It lives And um, a mudbird shivers It lives Yes, yes, but Black Bear runs. Okay. Ooh, yes, Triple Trigger. The dude with a chip chip shimmer. That's a life. Don't you deny. Yeah, so, you know, Joe, one thing I didn't ask you, I mean, I'm assuming you are, are you a, a Captain Beefheart fan? I am. Uh, he's not somebody I've made like a, a crazy study of, right? but I, I mean, I like his stuff a lot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's just, there's no getting around it. He just has the, the you know, the the yeah. the tone and delivery of him is very similar. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, this was great. Um, uh, I think you picked a really great... Uh, X, because I know you could have, and I'm sure there's going to be like uh, fans of the X are going to go, oh, why do you pick that one? This one, <laughs> but uh, right, you know, whatever. right, right. It's here. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was a good one. I mean, I, I considered doing one of the Tom Cora ones because uh, those were the ones that I, you know, I know them better because right. I, I that was the those were the ones that I got way into decades ago. Um, but this one seemed to me to be the 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 best one as a sort of for, for for the context here because yeah. it's bringing things to light that that would other otherwise be overlooked right right and i recommend anyone you know heard this and said holy shit how do i not know but you know you can go to Bandcamp, search the x and there's tons of their stuff to get and i really recommend like i said resurrectionists uh so th- this release uh, now that we're all ghosts is your second release right resurrectionists Yes, it's uh yes, but the first with the lineup as it currently exists. Okay, we had okay. an earlier version of the band with a pedal steel player that was that skewed a bit quieter, a little bit more um, folk, country ish. Right. Whereas this is uh, a little bit, it's gone a bit more noise, noisy and experimental with the with the addition of John. So we had a pedal steel player who moved. And there aren't very many pedal steel players in Milwaukee, right. so we weren't we we didn't think we were going to be able to replace 
you know, he, he was kind of an oddity where he's, you know, a, a really excellent pedal steel player who's into weirdo rock music and willing to be like a member of a band as opposed to a guy who gets paid. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like I said, I can't say enough. The the songs on this, just the, the playing's great, but the songs are really good. Really good songs, really uh, worth, uh, I, I, I kind of wish I could have dove into it a little longer, but I was studying for this uh, for this yeah. episode. But so Seismic Wave Entertainment is put it out uh, and they have yes. a website seismicwave.net uh, uh, but you could also uh, search our band camp is is um, resurrectionists mke you could basically find us my 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 the standard way that i identify the band on on the internet is just with the mke okay okay yeah so so our band camp is resurrectionists mke.bandcamp.com yeah, and I, like I said, I can't recommend it enough. It's great stuff. If, if you like this, what you heard, you you will really love this because it's really good stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, good luck on your little John. So, uh, where are you going the, the next couple of days? Where you, uh, where you uh, it's uh, Chicago, Madison, Minneapolis, and then home to oh, okay, play nice. in Milwaukee. Wow. So you're busy uh, keeping busy. Uh, once again, I apologize for like I said, I. I Thought I was getting up at the right time, and Joe's like, That's me. Are, "Are we still doing this?" And it's like, "Oh Jesus, I did it again." Um, don't forget, you could follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It's at that record got me high on Twitter, aka X. It's uh, at trgmh podcast. You can email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you want to become a patron of the show and support me, uh, I'd really appreciate. You can go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh. Joe, uh, once again. This was great. I, I, it was a great record to bring in. Really glad you on. Um, well, thank you. It's just enjoyable for me, too. Awesome. Uh, all right. So uh, we will see you all next week. I'm Rob Elba. Right. Oh, no, all right, Jeff. Go.